Hey everybody, welcome to episode hey. 200. Hey Dylan, how you doing? Hey. Hey, hey Cole, how hey. are you? Hey. I'm okay. Welcome to 11. episode 216, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> of the Bite Me podcast. The podcast with the best intros on the internet, I believe. Is that correct? Hey. No. 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 Behind the bastards, that's the best <laughs> intros on the internet. You, you, did, you didn't just out, shout Hitler for no reason. I did not. Uh... Second best intros on the internet. Anyway, I'm here. Dylan's here. Dylan said, hey, like nine times. You know he's here. Colby's here. He's talked about Hitler a little bit, as you do. Uh, we're going to do a podcast today. We're going to talk a little bit about some some video game news, although like it's, it's still light. It is still very light, but that's okay. We're going to answer some questions. Colby might talk about metal detecting and magnet fishing a little bit. Um, I would say that I'd do that. Neither of those are video game related, but, you know, if we need to fill some time, maybe he'll do that. Uh, we're going to talk about some cheap free games. There's a bunch of new Game Pass games coming out, including one that I'm actually kind of excited about. Colby sent me these lists the other day, and I'm like, hey, this one looks cool, and I completely missed another one that I'm actually really excited about. So, whatever, we'll talk about that. Um, you know, what we've been playing. I, I, I think you guys should be real proud of me. We've been, you know, we've had a Patreon now for, I don't know two years, three years, years, something like that. And today, the first time, first episode ever, I actually just put our patrons in our show notes so I don't have to look them up separately. I'm, I'm brilliant. That's, Not, probably, that's probably the smartest thing you've ever done. It, now, absolutely. What would be smarter is if you wrote a program that would auto-populate your Google Doc every Ooh. week with those things. Maybe I could like make a Zapier zap. That'd be pretty cool. And we're going to talk about Extra Life, too, because Extra Life's back, baby. But first, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Dylan, tell me more about cyberpunking in the year 2077. Um, I guess, first of all, I, I like to ask you a question, Dylan. Yes. So we're talking 56 Dillian. years in the future. Yes. Do you, do you think 56 years from now, the world will be like cyberpunk? No, because mm. that assumes that things went differently in, like, the 80s. Ah, so um, it's actually going to be differently in, like, yeah. 2097. Yeah. So... Because the cyberpunk the second eighties, yeah, the the cyberpunk. I think there was a divergent history in the eighties that created what twenty seventy seven is. So, ah. um, but it seems we're headed there in certain ways. So, um, <laughs> it's been a heck of a day. <laughs> it could happen, but it wouldn't happen exactly the same way. I guess. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm leaving it open, Dylan. That's all I'm saying. I'm I guess leaving it open. Probably the interesting part is we just finished 2020, which um, the last, the previous Cyberpunk 2020 was the current version of the tabletop RPG. So we just lived that. So hmm. um, it wasn't great. It wasn't, I'll be honest. <laughs> it really wasn't the same, but I guess you could draw some parallels, maybe. Equally um, bad. Anyway, yeah, I have played this quite a bit at this point, probably many hours, I would guess. I don't many I'd hours. have to look. I don't know if it really I don't know how more than hard two I'd have would you look. say? More than two hours. Um I still have just been doing side quests because there is a lot of them. Um I think I'm basically on the last mission as I was last week, but I'm just <laughs> doing all the side quests. And that I mean I can sit down and play for two to three to four hours at a time just doing side quests around the city, and that seems pretty fun. So, um, boosting up my skills, um, punching dudes with my gorilla arms, um, shooting people with sniper rifles, hacking their heads off with katanas. Katanas, um, you say? Yeah. Nice. It's a I, good time. What would you guys think if there was a video game like because I've had that similar like that is my experience with the Fallout series is like 
you know, you you wake up in a in a fallout shelter, like your kid's been stolen, your husband's been murdered, and then I like get out into the open world. I'm like, I should probably not worry about that for right. at least four months. Yeah, it would be really interesting to play a game that had like the main quest line, like have side quests available to you, but like people keep going like dude, are you sure that we shouldn't be dealing with your kid that got kidnapped instead yeah. of, like, hunting eight, you know, cyber demon mutants? So two things. One, this game suffers from exactly the same problem because there is a ticking clock. <laughs> In quotation marks, there's not actually a ticking clock because it's kind of, it's slightly vague. It's just, like, I don't want to spoil the sure, sure, yeah. plot there's something, of the game. Though. But, like... There is a reason that you have approximately like two weeks or something, but it doesn't, it's not like guaranteed that it's two yeah, weeks. Yeah. It's kind of like if the doctor told you you have six months to live and then you go, you could live 18 months longer. Like, sure. it kind of is one of those situations, but still, I think they probably could have made it a like give you a little bit more flexibility because it does kind of break down when you do exactly what I'm doing when you get to this climactic moment where it's really, the t clock's really starting to tick down and I'm like, well, time for side quests. <laughs> uh, however, there I, there is a game that handles this really well and that is the first, well, probably all of them, Dead Rising. Because oh, really? you literally have, what is it, two days or three days in the mall and like, if you do not complete the main storyline in those two or three days, you just don't do the main storyline. So if you go do other things, like the clock is literally ticking down and you won't, will not get to see those cutscenes or whatever that f um, fulfill the main storyline, which I thought I, I always really liked that about dead rising and you could, I mean, play the game again because ultimately it's really short because sure. I, I can't remember if it's 48 hours or like 72 hours where you're stuck in the mall and you literally only have that much time in game game time or whatever to do the main quest um and i find that very interesting and i guess it's probably something that should never really be in an rpg yeah yeah right <laughs> like well, if they're going to give you 170 hours of side quests you probably shouldn't have a super timely main quest or put a clock on it yeah i like, think actually the the one other game i know and i've not played it but I've, I've heard about it secondhand that does that is actually the persona series where like oh, yeah. there are certain things that you have to get to it because each that game is done in like days so every mm -hmm. day you have the choice to do multiple things and if you don't get to a certain part in days like you just can't proceed right. um and like i think i'd kind of like to see like maybe a casual mix of the two where like maybe there's like a little pressure even if it's just from like npcs to like dude there's dragons everywhere Aren't you going to do something about that yeah. instead of like, I don't know, it'd just be interesting to have that be like a more realistic element of a realistic RPG because constantly, I tell you, when I'm playing Fallout, I'm like, it feels like I should be worrying about something else, but... Yeah. And your oh, kid's well. like 10 years older now because... Right? <laughs> I find him, he's 25. I'm like, yeah. oh man, yeah. huh, weird. Oh well. It's pretty funny. I don't know. Do you want to talk about uh, SnowRunners a bit, Cole? You've been running some snow? Yes, I do. Maybe you could notice that I was eating Reese's Pieces, Cliff. I'm sorry, I was, he was, by, he was calling you out. And by that, I mean Reese's Trees. Oh, I love Reese's Trees. I think Reese's Trees are, are better than Reese's Pieces. I like what about Reese's ones. 
What about oh, Reese's I love the white chocolate Kins. ones. Yeah, I, I think I like shaped Reese's peanut butter cups more than regular Reese's peanut butter cups, I guess is what I'm saying. There's just a little bit more peanut butter. Yeah, something. I don't know. They're good. Quote, they're really unquote, good. peanut butter. <laughs> peanut Whatever. butter I, I, I've eaten a lot of peanut butter in my life, and yet I've never it's tasted never peanut tasted butter like that this. has the same taste and consistency of what's inside Reese's. Ah, that makes me kind of wonder if you could buy like the Reese's peanut butter peanut butter in like a jar, if that would make a good like PB and J. No, it would make an Probably awful PB and J. But it'd like make a great weird peanut butter and chocolate sandwich. Granular peanut butter. It's just straight sugar. I'm still willing to try it. Tell me about SnowRunner's call. It's a uh, snowrific, I believe, oh. is my blurb That's that should go word. on the front of the box. <laughs> yeah, SnowRunner's is snowrific, Colby Johnson. <laughs> hours and hours of snow running fun. <laughs> That's um, why you're not in marketing. So the great thing about snow. The great thing about SnowRunner is, is that there are three main places to go in SnowRunner. There's um, Michigan, Alaska, and Tamar or something, Russia. Yeah. And in SnowRunner, only one of those levels actually has snow. Which one is it? Alaska. Michigan huh. and Russia. No snow. I mean, I, I'm I'm not all the way through Russia, but there was no snow in um, Michigan. It's all just mud. As a person who lived in Michigan for almost a full year, there was a lot of snow there. Like, a lot. Um, yeah, This is supposed to be, like, right before it snows. Because, um, yeah. like, the leaves are changing and stuff. Um, Fair. It's mostly just really muddy. I mean, I will also say that Michigan was also sometimes quite muddy, so yeah. fair enough. Um, but yeah, I've just been mostly just doing that. Um, I did not like the Michigan levels very much, so I just got all the upgrades and left there. Um, I mean, I assume they all took place in downtown Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and now, I don't know what it was about Michigan. It just was not great. Um, the second, so they're they're four maps to a state essentially mm -hmm. and the second map was like so downhill that it made it not very fun um, a <laughs> lot of tipping over um and then the other two were just kind of like there wasn't a garage or gas stations kind of thing in there so it was very like if you tipped over you had to go back to like the second map and drive Boy. to the the third map so i don't know wasn't wasn't the Best laid out, but Russia's a little bit better, and so I've been uh, driving around in Russia. I, on the other hand, quite enjoyed Michigan. Thought it was a delightful state, and would like to visit again sometime. Well, this was the Upper Peninsula, so maybe, I never went to the UP. See, never went, maybe, so, maybe, yeah. maybe you would get up there and be like, "Well, this is shit." Yeah, that could be. So, I mean, it looks real pretty in pictures and stuff. So, I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I, 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 all I know about the Upper Peninsula is what I have learned from SnowRunner and Joe Para talks with you. I, the, only, the only thing I know about uh, about the UP is that, like, Minnesota must be a bunch of wimps to let a state that doesn't even border their state, like, take a bunch of their land and not fight back for it. Like, that's my thought. Like, <laughs> we don't, you have to take a boat to get there from the real part of Michigan. And they're like, nah, well, fine, we'll let them have it. It'll be okay, whatever. Maybe they're, not, maybe they're just, like, nice. It's that, like, kind of, Minnesota know, nice. Yeah, Midwestern, yep. you know, kind of, like. It's okay. Oh, so I guess you just want part of our land. I don't know. It's mostly trees. We already have a lot of trees and lakes. So, yeah, whatever, eh? That's a possibility. I Also, Canadians do not sound that way. We actually have a Canadian listener now, and I maybe just offended him. Um, I did not mean to. 
I'm sorry. How dare you? Yeah. I watched him live stream the other day. It was pretty good. Could he uh, get me any sort of living situation there? <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, you can ask. He's I don't. The, I don't. I don't have any skills. He's in any. the Discord. Hit him up. Uh, I have been playing Crosscode again. Uh, Crosscode's an interesting game because it's uh, it's a it's a big open world most of the time. And most of the time you're playing like in a role playing game with other people in your party, the other people in your party are NPCs. And so it's like really conversational. You're talking to people all the time and they're telling you about their real life and what's going on. And you're talking about the game and chatting all the time. And then every once in a while you hit these huge like dungeons that take hours to go through. Um, and like the conceit of them is that they're all instanced. So you can't go with your, your party members. Um, and so there, you know, you have this party member and she's, she's kind of fun and kind of competitive. She's like, we'll race to see who can get through it first. And I'm like, okay. And then you're in it for like four hours by yourself. And they're just full of puzzles and full of all this stuff. And it's not that they're not fun exactly, but like every single one of them is at least 25% too long. Um, like I said, I would say all of them take between Agreed. like two and four hours. And I think they would have been way more fun if they took like one or two. And a lot of it's just because like once you've done one version of the puzzle, you're like, oh, okay, I get this. I don't mind doing another version of that same puzzle or maybe even two more of that puzzle. But sometimes they'll make you do like eight versions of that puzzle in like increasing complexity or, Hey, there's this new, there's this new bad guy you have to fight and you have to kind of figure out how to fight them. You get, you're starting to get different powers. So like I have an ice power and a fire power. And you know, sometimes you have to use those, put together those, those things in unique ways to fight enemies or to solve puzzles. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then I'm like, the next time I'm like, okay, this is still cool. And then the third time I'm like, I've done this. I understand what I'm supposed to do. I just don't want to do more of it. Um, and it's not like enough to make me go like, I don't want to play this anymore, but I, I wish they were shorter. Um, I really wish they were shorter. And knowing that I probably have two more of them doesn't really excite me a lot. So I don't know. We'll get there. I'm, I presume I'm about Colby. Where are you in the game? What chapter? I'm chapter five, I believe. Um, like I need to, I need to, I'm on the end boss of the, the like fire temple thing. So I think I'm about halfway. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm halfway done or not because I'm, you said it's like a, you said it's a 30 or 40 hour game. From what I hear is that like chapter six is fairly short and I don't know about seven, but eight is very long. Yeah. And so I'm like 25 hours into it. Um, which, uh, seems like I, I have a hard time imagining this as a 50 hour game. I hope it's not a 50 hour game. I hope that like it kind of speeds up a little bit from here, but I guess we'll see. Um, I'm still enjoying it. It's still fun. Um, I just, I wish these temples were shorter. I wish they were a lot shorter to be honest, but that's okay. Um, and I also started playing cat quest Two. Colby played it and kind of reminded me of it. And I was like, Oh, I was kind of waiting for that to come out on the Xbox. He's like, it's out on the Xbox and it has been for months. And I'm like, Oh, um, and it was, I think on sale and I picked it up using some Microsoft reward points. And so I didn't pay anything for it, which was great. And that game is just, it's so fun. It's just goofy and charming. It's like just a, a super, super light, like action RPG, um, to the point where I'm, I'm like playing with my wife and my wife is not a gamer and she's been really able to kind of hold her own. So that's kind of like how light of an RPG it is. Um, and it's been fun. You, if you're playing at co-op, you play, uh, 
I guess you don't have to, but like it makes sense for you, I suppose, to have one of you play as a magic user and one of you play as like a melee character. Um, and so I'm playing as the magic user because playing as a magic user in that game takes a like you knock 50% off your health right off the top, which is not great, but it's okay. Um, I would say my only real complaint for that game so far is that, uh, you buy gold in that game not to necessarily buy new things, but to upgrade your existing weapons, armor, and magic. Um, and if you make the mistake of going in and going like, oh, okay, so the first thing I got was a, let's say, a, a, a wand that does, like, ice. And you're like, this is really cool. I'm going to upgrade this to, like, level 5. And then at level 5, you get a one that does fire, that fire wand is probably going to start at level one. And so then you have to upgrade that to level five too. Um, and like you can find upgrades to them throughout the, the world, but all the chest drops are random. And so you may not find the one you need or the one you like, and you may instead just end up with a bunch of other sort of high level gear that you don't want if you end up liking certain things. Um, and so what ends up happening is that because you have to spend gold on all of those things, gold becomes a really, it's not a, one of those RPGs where you're at the end game and you're like, I've got a million dollars and nothing to spend it on. It's like literally I'm to the boss characters and we just dropped all of our money except like a hundred gold into upgrading spells and weapons and gear. And so like, that's not bad, but what it means is that if you, if you make mistakes in the early game, you might end up with a bunch of gear that you've kind of leveled up and can't level up as much as you'd like to because you also can't sell gear. Like you can't you can't un upgrade those those things, which is kind of hard. Like there's no like I found a bunch of gear and I'm gonna sell it to make more gold. It's Colby's looking at me like I'm crazy. Are you sure you can't? Because I know in the first game you could sell gear. I if you can, I have not figured out how to do it. Um and like and it I mean, I'm not saying it. I'm not, I'm not saying that it is something you can't do definitively, but I've put, I don't know, a lot of hours into this game and have not figured out how. So if if there is a way to do it, Cole, I completely missed the the way you do do it. So. I may be wrong. I swear that in the first one you could sell it. So that's how you made some gold. But I'm I'm. It's been a while. Since I really I wish it. you could because I don't want most of the gear I have. Um, yeah, I'm going to be playing it, and you know, I'm going to be like next week, go like, hey, Cliff, did you know that you can sell this stuff? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I I'm not going to say shock, but like like I said, both uh, my wife and I have been playing it, and if we can, we missed that completely. But I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, it's. It's a little bit like punny, and by punny I mean like so you're a cat and a dog playing, and so it, a majority of the conversations you're gonna have are gonna have words in it like possum, like the, instead of awesome, it's like p a w some possum. Everything's gonna be like a fur joke or a cat joke or a dog joke or a you know, and so the writing's kind of silly and goofy. It's kind of fun. Um, when you're walking on the overworld, the overworld it feels like you're walking on a map, like an actual like like a map map, but there's bad guys on it. So you fight them. So it's got kind of like a, kind of like a old school, like JRPG feel where you're walking on the map itself and, and things pop up, except they're not random encounters. You actually like a RPG fight them in real time, which is kind of interesting. Um, and it's, the story has been kind of fun. Like it, I mean, I don't think the story is anything to write home about. It's like, you know, the classic battle of cats versus dogs. Um, and, 
it, there's been a couple of like kind of twisty surprises that have been a lot of fun, but uh, it's just it, like it's a super casual RPG that you could play with a friend that doesn't play a lot of casual RPGs and probably really enjoy it. And it's not super long. I think it's going to be like probably six or eight hours, which feels like the exact right amount of time for it. So I don't know. It's it's you're going to pay a little bit for it, but I don't think it's even outlandishly expensive, like maybe 15 bucks. And for eight hours, I think that's perfectly perfectly acceptable it's been fun so check out cat quest 2 it's also one of those games man that feels so much like it's going to come to game pass and just hasn't yet so i guess we'll see all right uh you want to talk about patreon it's in the show notes i'm so proud of myself Yay! uh so if you would like to support this podcast you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and uh give us a little bit of money we have one dollar three dollar seven dollar and ten dollar tiers that gets you things like stickers as soon as i can find them um it gets you things like the ability to listen to this podcast early and like some of our podcasts actually uh you get a lot earlier like our what games are coming out next month podcast that often is five or six days early so this one's more like hours early but uh, you get your own private feed and patreon and so on and so forth it's kind of fun um and you do things like help us pay for the software we use and you know that kind of stuff the ability to buy more stickers uh so far we have a handful of ten dollar uh high level producer patrons and i am going to tell you their names right now their names are john tippins sean palmer Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cold Jr. Those folks pay us 10 bucks a month. That is the producer level, and that gets them a mention on every show where I remember to say their names. Hopefully, now that they're in the show notes, that will be more often. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to support us when we love you for it. Uh, we're also going to talk about Extra Life. Uh, as you know, that is the big fundraiser we do every fall. Um, we've got kind of our, our final tally for this year, which is kind of fun because uh, a couple uh, corporate matching donations came in like right under the wire. Actually, one of them actually came in today. Like I'm going to say like three hours ago, but it was it counts against last year. So our final total this year raised is $5,731, which is Kind of spectacular. Like that's a that's a really 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 big number. Um, big shout out to uh, our friend Hans who actually raised thirty six hundred dollars of that, a little more than thirty six hundred dollars of that himself. So Hans raised thirty six hundred dollars. All the rest of us like padded out that extra two grand. But uh, really appreciate everyone on the team who participated this year. Folks who got some donations. We had actually a, a really pretty great team turnout this year. Um, and I think a lot of people had a lot of fun. So hopefully twenty twenty one is going to be a little bit different maybe we can do something in in real life as we say we've talked about that for a couple years i'd love to make that happen this year well i guess we'll have to see how like vaccines go all that kind of stuff <laughs> so so far i am not hopeful um it's in november though so maybe we'll see uh anyway you actually can already sign up to be on our extra life team for 2021 if you go to bite me podcast.com slash extra life uh i've signed up colby signed up and i think uh, a couple other people have i think hans and uh our good friend rich deacon have as well so you can uh hang out with us there on extra life you know you got a couple months to figure it out but we're gonna try and do it big this year so our, our goal i believe is six grand we're gonna try and break that six thousand dollar barrier um, we're close. So think about going to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life and uh, joining up with our team. We'll have fun. All right, Dylan, time to shine. News. I think you should all know that uh, Dylan's name today in the software we use to talk to each other is Big Pickle. Um, I like it. I think it's good. Yesterday, my Alexa asked me if I wanted to learn how to make pickled avocados. And I don't think I've ever wanted to make anything in my life less ever. 
I like pickles. I like avocados. I don't want those two things together. How? I do not know. I didn't even look at the, the recipe. It sounded terrible. I'll, I'll be Googling stuff. All right. Colby will come back with an update. Uh, I'm going to tell you, on the other hand, about how Epic Games purchased their own mall. Um... <laughs> I think this is an. Uh. In- <laughs> so I'm going to start this with a story, as you do. Colby, did you figure out pickle avocados already? So I don't think you pickle avocados. I think they're pickles with avocado in. Well, no, this is. I don't know. All right. Yeah, uh, they're they're pickle. <laughs> what the fudge? Gross. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like those two things would go together well. I'm not. I'm not into well, that. Like the the consistency. <laughs> it doesn't like, it sounds mushy to me i mean even if, you you don't like let them you know sit for months or whatever it's only like three hours but that's three hours of avocados just sitting in they'll turn black in like <sighs> six minutes well not if they're underwater they wouldn't gross pickle water i uh i think everyone should know that I, as I, before we got off on pickles i was going to tell a little story um <laughs> My wife heard that from the other room and uh, and texted to me this one time I was hungry, which is what Colby says every time I go to tell a story because he's mean. And now my wife's mean, too. Um, the town Colby and I grew up in, uh, the lovely Salt Lake City, had a uh, – it's not – it's okay. I mean – I was going to say we didn't grow up there. But, right you know. outside – but no one knows what Taylorsville is. Call like if I say Taylorsville, that's why I don't say that I live in Kent. I live when in Seattle. We- when we grew up in the 801. <sighs> anyway, there was this place called the 49th Street Galleria, which uh, oh, yeah. it was a cool place. It had like an arcade and a roller skating rink and a bowling alley and so on and so forth. And then it closed mostly, I think, due to gang activity, to be honest. Um, but then they like after it closed uh, from being like this giant entertainment complex, it became like a bunch of things. Like for a while, it was like an international buffet. Um, for a while, it was like a community college. Um, it's a college now. Oh, is it a college now? Like, but it was a bunch of weird things in the meantime. I so wish I had gone to that buffet because I have been to the 49th Street Galleria. It is huge. Massive. Monstrously uh, large. Huge. And I really wonder how they did a buffet there. And I don't know why we never went. I lived there when it was a, a, a buffet. We should have gone. Um, mm-hmm. It was also like a dog grooming place for a while. Like some and again, sort of, these are huge buildings. Yeah, like, massive I mean, building. I, I've got to assume it was like 200,000 square feet. Yeah. I mean, big. It had a full-size skating rink and like a laser tag place inside. It was and small. And a bowling alley. And a bowling alley. <laughs> I don't understand. It was all glass. Really cool looking building. Um, like in that kind of 80s way. Anyway, that is to say Epic Games did the same thing and bought their own mall. But they're not going to turn it into a dog grooming school. Instead, they're actually going to relocate their headquarters. Um, So they already are based in Gary, North Carolina, and they've been talking about expanding their existing headquarters for quite a while. Um, Instead, what they did is bought the Cary Town Center Mall. It's a 980,000 square foot mall on almost 90 acres of uh, land. And they're just going to take their existing headquarters. They're going to redo this mall as like an office complex and move into a mall, which I kind of love. Um, it's going to be both office buildings and like recreational spaces. So I don't know if it's going to be like one of those weird things where like you can go to the Epic headquarters and like hang out in their VR room or something. But I, I'm kind of interested about what this will actually turn into long term. It's not going to be done for four years, but it's it's like an interesting idea, I guess. 
The 49th Street Gallery was 170,000 square feet. How do you put a, a buffet, buffet in that? It's a question. So this one's a hundred. This is almost a million square feet that they're going to turn into office buildings. Um, they employ a ton of people, though. So I don't know. Like I, I'm having a, I'm having both an interest. Like knowing what I know about malls. Like I worked in a mall for a long time. Um, I have a hard time imagining turning a mall into offices because most of them even if they're multi-level don't have like a ton of usable space i don't know it's a really interesting idea though so i guess we'll see i want to put out that the average costco is 144,000 square feet 49th street galleria was 30,000 square feet more than that and they're like hey we should put a buffet in here maybe that's why it didn't work (laughs) maybe that's why it didn't work hey uh uh we can seat 2,000 people, but but we don't we don't get that amount of people in here. <laughs> I wish I I wish I'd even seen pictures of it. So, uh, in other news that has nothing to do with Epic, there's no transition here. Sorry. Nope. Uh, did you guys ever play <laughs> Minecraft Earth? The uh, like, nope. Al- it's not altered reality. What's what's AR stand augmented for? Reality. Augmented reality. Thank you. Uh, maybe if Minecraft had been an altered reality game, that might have been more interesting. Um, so Minecraft Earth was a like Pokemon Go style uh, game. It's I've played it a couple times. We actually uh, like the first of the pandemic, like to kind of get out and wander around a little bit. We'd go play uh, Minecraft Earth, and it was actually kind of fun. You could actually literally like wander around the area you're in and like pick up resources and you can mine a little bit and and then actually build stuff in augmented reality on your phone so you'd be able to like look at an area and like build a house on it um in all minecraft style kind of stuff it was really it was i don't know if it was like the coolest thing i've ever done but it was actually a lot of fun um unfortunately they have announced that it will be shutting down june 30th 2021 so you've got about i don't know six months or so to get your Minecraft Earth on. Apparently, it's just kind of a victim of the pandemic. They uh, were quoted as saying, Minecraft Earth was designed around free movement and collaborative play, two things that have become near impossible in the current global situation. So it just got kind of killed by coronavirus, unfortunately. That's true. Uh, I guess the good news is if it's something you like, uh, real money transactions are going away. They're going to drastically reduce the cost of rubies, which are kind of like the in-game currency that you earn. They're going to add all the content, both complete and unreleased. They're going to reduce the time requirements for crafting and smelting um, and replace unused crafting and smelting boosts with radius boosts and uh, set up a character and uh, grant a set of character creator. I blah, 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 grant a set of character creator items to anyone who signs in between January 5th and June 30th. So if you like it, you're going to get a bunch of free stuff to play with for the next three months. If you've never played it before, download it give it a try it's uh you know if you've got some open spaces where you're gonna run to other people it's actually kind of fun i i don't know if i enjoyed it more than than pokemon go because they're kind of different i don't know if you can really apple orange them but uh it was fun if you like minecraft give it a shot so dylan this is something we've both played we've we have both slayed spires have you ever slayed a spire call uh, I did briefly and did not enjoy it. That's all right. Um, I like card games. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, CCR, CC games are kind of, you know, whatever. You've actually slayed the Spire, correct, Dylan? You've, you've gone all the way to the top. The spire. All it, the way to the top when you want to rock and roll. Yeah, it's a cool game. Um, If you haven't played it, like, you can pick it up for 10 bucks on iOS, and it's actually pretty good on iOS, but it's on the PC, it's on the Switch, it's on probably Xbox and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, it's just like a... It's on Game Pass, too. You might be right, actually. Um, it's not not exactly like a collectible card game, really. It's more of like a like a card based roguelike is probably the correct term for it, don't you think? 
Yes. Yeah, because like and you deck building is important because you're building the deck as you play. Yeah, you, like you don't you don't save you don't your deck in between runs. Yeah. Um but you do build a deck as you go on. That's right. So it's it's interesting. I kind of wished it had been a little less roguelikey and maybe a little more like some of those cool decks you earned stayed with you for a bit longer. But, you know, it's because I don't really like card games or roguelites. So, I, you know, it's all right. Um, anyway, long story short, a tabletop version of Slay the Spire has uh, been announced and it is going to hit Kickstarter in the next couple of months. Um, the website uh, describing it says it will be a cooperative deck building adventure, craft a unique deck, encounter bizarre creatures, discover relics of immense power, and finally become strong enough to slay the spire. Which I don't. I think it sounds kind of awesome. Um, I'm a big fan of of cooperative board games. I think that's kind of a fun idea instead of actually competing against each other. And I could see how slay the spire could actually probably be a pretty cool co op tabletop game. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll kickstart it. I'm not a huge kickstarter fan but i might pick that up eventually when it comes out what is that something you think you'd be into dylan you play more board games than i do too oh yeah i'm i'm curious to see see it yeah i probably won't kickstart it because yeah i just don't not a fan really yeah. of all of a sudden something showing up at my doorstep a year later uh-huh like, <laughs> so um but it's something i probably would definitely pick up yeah so i'll kind of see what what that's about when yeah, it, there's same. more info i'm excited we'll keep an eye on that and we'll let you know when the kickstarter goes live uh so this is a bizarre one this is really strange so you've both played and hated breath of the wild right yeah <laughs> yeah basically yeah. uh so but you, the thing that i i don't think anyone disliked the look of breath of the wild like breath of the wild is a is a unique and kind of beautiful game um to some degree. And apparently in the like we modding or I'm sorry, in the Breath of the Wild modding um like culture, people have suspected for a long time that um the characters in the games are actually just modified Mies. Like so like the little character that you created on the Wii that looked kind of like you, maybe. Um that they might have just been those. And so essentially what they're saying is is that when you created a me, essentially you via their like visual, you know, like I'm adding this nose, I'm adding these eyes, I'm adding this hair, whatever. Um, like in the back end, that gets saved as some sort of like code, you know, essentially that you you put all those things together and then via code, they're able to generate what that character looks like. And uh, they've always kind of thought that maybe the me's in or the, the characters in Breath of the Wild, all the NPCs and stuff are actually just like a modified version of me's. And so uh, a Twitter user, hey at uh, at hey I'm heroic, has been working on this for quite a while. Discovered over the weekend um, that they actually are um, an advanced me format called Yumi, and they have almost all the exact same parameters as existing me's on the 3ds and the Wii. And so what uh, I believe it's a she was actually able to do is actually take existing me's like from the Wii U and 3DS and insert them, like replace the the characters in Breath of the Wild with Miis from other places. So like, cause I think you remember too, like you could actually play against Miis in a lot of games. Like there was a lot of those that were actually generated. So she can take them and modify them a little bit and just insert them directly into Breath of the Wild, um, which is weird and interesting. And I kind of like the reuse of things, but at the same time, it's, it's super strange. So I don't know. It's kind of, kind of cool and weird right not enough to get me to play that game again but you know 
<laughs> I, I figure in about three years I'll go like I should give Breath of the Wild another chance and get just as far as I had the last two times before I go like I don't think I want to play this anymore. I've done that three times now. I'm going to say because I I did it when I first bought it, um, and then I lost my Switch, so okay. I bought my Switch again and bought Breath of the Wild again. Um, I don't know exactly what I was thinking, but I did it and I did it a second time. And then probably six months after that, I was like, man, I should really give Breath of the Wild another go. Because I think the problem is, is you see other people talking about Breath of the Wild, like it's, you know, the second coming of Christ and how much they loved it. And I went through and got every Korok seed and I beat all these things. And like, I got like probably 20 hours into it, got to my first divine beast, couldn't beat it. Um, and then like went around trying to like level up a little bit more and lost all my good weapons because they all broke. And then I was like 20 hours into it. Everything respawned because of, I don't know, the blood moon or whatever. And I'm like, well, now I'm beating people to death with, like bones of my enemies. And this sucks. <laughs> so, it should be so much more awesome. Right. I, what I want is someone in the modding scene. Man, I wonder if that's a possibility. Cause like that game is, you can run the, Wii U version of that on a PC. I wonder if anyone's modded that game so I could run it on my PC and not have breakable weapons. Like, is that something they could fix? Because I tell you, man, if they got rid of breakable weapons, I think I would enjoy that game about a hundred times. Like, there's still stuff I don't like about it, but if they took that one thing out, I would enjoy that game so much more. So, I don't know. Whatever. All right, you guys ready to talk rumors? Rumors. Yeah, we're talking about the Fleetwood Mac album. Sweet. Okay. I'm ready for this. All right. So, Colby, you're going to play Stevie Nicks. Man, I wish you guys could see this. It's not great for the audio-only format of podcasting, but Colby just did a great Stevie Nicks impression. I don't have the like the flowy dress. Yeah, but it. man, I think you really nailed the idea. Now, so we're not we're not we're actually talking about rumors on the Xbox, not not the Fleetwood Mac album. Um, so normally I don't pay a lot of attention to rumors because like who cares um and either they'll come out and be true eventually and they'll you know be actually true or they'll go away and won't be but these rumors are actually like possible enough that game informer reported on them so i'm gonna give it a go um some guy and i don't remember because i didn't actually write this down put a bunch of rumors out on his website and uh let's see uh xbox world Z.com posted these. Oh, is it with a Z? It is not actually. I just was bad Damn at pronouncing it. it. I, I thought it was Xbox World, and then I realized it was Worlds, and I made it sound stupid. So XboxWorlds.com. So apparently, this guy has some knowledge. Um, has maybe leaked some stuff in the past that ended up being true. Um, he released ten different uh, rumors, and I'm only going to talk about five of them because I don't care about the other ones. Um, the first one is is that Xbox has already acquired two additional studios aside from the Be- uh, Bethesda ZeniMax acquisition and has just not mentioned them yet. One being a large acquisition and one being a small one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, my got... presumption would be is because there's regulatory things they need to get yeah. through um, or they're just looking for better timing than... <laughs> You know, over Christmas. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just enjoy that. It just makes it sound like, and they just haven't told anyone. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, oh, yeah, by the by, guys, uh, we, we bought two studios. In in their defense, like, I mean, the, the Bethesda talks have been going on for like yeah. five years. So, no, I know. Yeah. It's just, it I is, just like, like <laughs> I get it, though. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. There was just some guys like, oh, shit. Oh, was did, I supposed did I not to put tell out you that, a memo? I was supposed to put out a press release. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, mm, oh, no, bad. oh, no. Major Nelson's just like, at home like 
man, I, I swear, why is this thing tied around my finger? No. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm just not going to go into work, and maybe they won't notice. I, I don't know what to do. Man, I've had that <laughs> been there. Uh, the other thing that they're, they're saying is that in addition to those two studios that maybe they bought, um, one being large and one being small, um, that they are also going to purchase Sega in 2021. I, even though they've denied that repeatedly, I still think that is an incredibly possible rumor. Um, I, I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of a, you know, well, duh. This says all non-MMO Bethesda ZeniMax games will be exclusive starting in 2021. I don't think that's anything that anybody didn't expect. I don't think they will be console exclusive forever, but I would not be shocked if um, all of them have a period of exclusivity going forward. So um, Xbox will be dropping Xbox Gold completely or rolling it into the game pass service free to play games will no longer require any subscription so i think that i mean i think if you've been paying attention to xbox gold over the past six months that wouldn't shock me at all it almost offers no value any longer except for being able to play multiplayer the games that are getting released on it are still good but they're not outstandingly good um, and I think they're probably making enough money from Game Pass that they don't need gold anymore. And I think they would way rather have people get into that Game Pass ecosystem um, than worry about gold. So if you're a, if you're a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, it's already rolled into it. Yeah. So I, I don't see that one as being shocking to anyone else at if all. If I recall, Sony is doing something similar or is rumored to be doing yeah. something similar. Yeah, I, I think I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. And I wouldn't actually even be shocked if part of that is like Epic throwing some money around and saying we want people to be able to play Fortnite free. Although Fortnite, Fortnite made is free. free for, well, uh, you, and you don't have to have gold to play nope. it. Yeah, so nope. I guess not that. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think that one's also very possible. The last one is actually the one that I thought was the most interesting. And maybe the least likely, but again... <sighs> Who knows? So it, what the, the rumor is, is that Uplay, which is, I, I don't know if it's even called Uplay anymore, but the, uh, yeah, it is. is it the Ubisoft subscription service? It costs about 15 bucks a month if you want to do it. It includes, um, I believe, all Ubisoft games is going to be coming to Xbox Game Pass uh, just like EA Play did um, for holiday 2021. So we're still talking about a year out. Um the interesting thing about that is that people immediately were like, no, they'd never do that. And quite a few people were very quick to point out, like, that's what they said when the EA Play rumor started to. Yeah, we'll that's what I was going to say. Like- <laughs> um, I would not be shocked if what they're saying, I mean, first of all, like, if they could make that happen, that would be a massive coup. Like, pulling all the Ubisoft games into that system would be huge. Um it, it it strikes me as like maybe it isn't maybe maybe there's a new tier of Xbox Game Pass. Maybe you got Ultimate and then you've got like Ultimate Plus you play and it's twenty bucks a month instead of uh fifteen or twenty two fifty. But even still, like that is a phenomenal deal. Like if you look at how many games Ubisoft releases a year and and generally speaking, how high quality they are, um even if it was 25 bucks a month, you'd probably still be saving money if you play Ubisoft games. So I, I don't know if that would happen, but 
it's a it's a rumor that I really like the idea of, and I could see a bunch of different ways that it could be true. So I don't know. What do you guys think? You think all five of those are are likely ish? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they all could be right. Um, the UPlay one, I had. Have they released numbers on how many people subscribe to that? I'm sure they have, but I'm not. Because, uh... like, Uplay is one of those ones that I have heard, like, absolutely nothing. Like, EA Access and stuff, I would hear about people saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I subscribe to that. But I have not heard of a single person saying, like, oh, yeah, Uplay. It's I, a thing. I think the funny thing about uh, Uplay is the only time I ever hear about it is when Ubisoft releases a new game. So, like, right after Valhalla came out, right after um, Watch Dogs 3 came out, I see a bunch of people on Twitter go like, ah, man, I could just subscribe to Uplay for a month for $15 and beat Watch Dogs and not have to pay $60 for Watch Dogs. And I'm like, yes, 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 that is true. And I'm sure that's how they... I mean, that's the idea behind a service like that, is you get in and go like, oh, I could beat Watch Dogs and then cancel, and then you go like... Oh, but I could also beat, you know, Valhalla, or I could also beat... I didn't beat Odyssey ever. Maybe I could beat Odyssey, and then you're I got a, five days left. I'll bet I can beat this. Uh-huh. You know, and then you subscribe for another month. You subscribe to another month, and eventually you forget you're paying 15 bucks a month. And, oh, yeah, you know. or you're just me, and you, like, look at your Amazon subscriptions and go like, how long have I been subscribed to the Pokemon channel? <laughs> <laughs> I subscribed to uh, Amazon... Free time for kids. What's that called? I'm still subscribed to that. I don't know how to cancel it. I subscribed literally. to it until my kid was like, oh, 12. Um, I don't think he ever accessed it after he was six. Um, my, I, we haven't accessed it in like two years. I don't know how to cancel it. It was not I, easy. Yeah. So I, I just saw like that charge come through one day and it's like two bucks a month or three bucks a month. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah. a ton, but it was like, oh, huh, I've been paying three bucks a month for seven years on that now. Oh, well. Anyway, that wraps up the delightfulness of news for this week. Dylan, lead me. Hey, yo, Vinny. It's time for your question. Vinny wants to know what franchise, uh, so movies, games, TV, etc., would you like to see a Lego game made into? So, you know, you've got Lego Star Wars, you've got Lego Harry Potter, you've got Lego Avengers, you've got Lego Lord of the Rings. What, what would you like? Battle Royale. <laughs> oh, man. I just want a bunch of kids being killed as Legos. Gosh. What would your characters be, or would it just be like Lego characters? <laughs> so, so okay. So, have you seen Le the Lego Movie call? Um, I've seen the Batman Lego Movie. That one's actually really good. So, like, I would love to see the Lego, like the Lego Movie characters, because there's a ton of them. Like, there's a ton of them, and it, like Batman is one of them, and and all that just made into a battle royale where they all fight to the death of Lego characters. That's brilliant, call. That's that could actually work too. Like, they own all the IP because it's their own I IP. Think, I don't think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about the battle royale, the Japanese movie. Oh no, I was not. I did not think about that. I want to see Lego battle royales. So, so tell me about that because I'm unfamiliar. I know that it's what the the concepts based on but i don't know what it yeah, is battle royales like that every i don't know it's every year there's like a high school or something that is just taken to this island and they have to fight to the death i'm in um and so i mean it's basically like a 
what the Hunger Games kind of stole from. Um, I mean, Hunger Games Lego would be all right, too. Yeah, I was originally going to go with that, but I just wanted... uh, Taking up a level. Killed. Yeah. No, I could I could get behind that. How about you, Dylan? What would you I, like to see? I don't know. I need to play some of the Lego games. Oh, have you not played them? Uh, like, I don't know. I played like two of them for a couple minutes, probably. Yeah. That's about My it. recommendation is like the the older ones were really fun at the time, but I don't think they hold up very well because of how they do. Well, unless you're if you're playing them single player, play whatever. It doesn't matter if you're playing it co op. Like you really need to play like Lego Harry Potter or newer because they changed the way it worked with Lego Harry Potter and it's way better. Um, I, I so- like. Go ahead, Cole. I will say that is not my real answer. Okay. What I would like is much in the vein of, oh, what was that game called that was like the puzzle game? It was recently on Games with Gold. It's a horror movie puzzle game where it's blocky. Horror movie puzzle game. I can't think of what it's called. Either way, I think it would be awesome to do something like that where it's just a bunch of different horror movies that are Legos. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I could I could get behind that too. Oh, um, Camp yeah. something. I, yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about now, and I cannot remember the name of it. Um, hide, Slay Away Camp? Slay Away Camp, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I could absolutely see that. That'd be really cool. Like all the different horror movie tropes and horror movie characters. Yeah, uh-huh. that'd yeah. be really neat. Yeah. Um, I would really like a Doctor Who Lego game. Um, I think that, like I, I've said this in the past, but I, lo- I love Doctor Who and I think that it's a franchise that has been really underserved in the video game market. Like they've had a couple kind of crappy mobile games and a couple kind of crappy whatever games. I'd love to see them get, I'd love to there just be a like triple A Doctor Who game or even like a really good indie Doctor Who game. But I think Doctor Who would work really well in the, uh, in the Lego universe because you have your companions that are there with you. So there's a reason for you to have um, like co-op companions. There's a re the, the universe itself is huge. So you can have multiple doctor who's you know, cause like a lot of the idea of um, the Lego games is like, unlocking characters and so you could have different doctors that can do different things you've got a bunch of different enemies to fight against um some really fun storylines to revisit so i'd love to see a doctor who lego game i think that'd be a lot of fun uh our deacon wants to know since i opened up uh the backbone and started using it which like when he wrote that to me i'm like what are you talking about like don't don't open the backbone apparently the backbone is actually um one of those mobile controllers that you like snap your phone into it's kind of like the the razor one i don't remember the razor one's like the Kaninja or something I, I don't remember um but so it's it's a thing you put your phone in and it's not like some sort of scary bone thing um he wants to know what is the best and worst system controller you have ever used interestingly enough that same question was actually asked by uh Elsrath, except she's British or at least lives in England I think she's actually American and lives over there and she asked what is your favorite remote to use with Can a console and I was like sponsor me too uh, she, she might. Um, I think she's like... Again, I have no skills. I think she's like 16 or 17, so she might not be able to really wield a lot of power Can her yet. parents sponsor me? Maybe I'll ask. Uh, next time she's in Discord, I'll ask if she could help you get over there. Uh, anyway, so what is what is the best... What What's the best system control you've ever used, and what is the worst system control you've ever used? I think the question is, if your worst one is not the Nintendo 64 <laughs> controller, what is wrong with you? Name one that is worse. So I think the problem, I, like to me, like the Nintendo 64 controller is stupid. Um, it's really poorly designed. Um, 
But like the PlayStation controller, like, especially like the PS3 controller and the PS4 controller, like and the original NES controller, like physically hurt my hands to use after a certain amount yeah, of time. Yeah, but those only require two hands to use. That is true. You do need a third extra hand in order to use the Nintendo 64 controller correctly. That is true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, hey, we got two hands. Why don't we make a trident? <laughs> so they, like, I didn't have a Nintendo 64, um, so I can't speak authoritatively on that. Is it is the idea that you are supposed to hold it differently for different games? I don't know. It's been so long since I've used one, but yeah, I mean, some games you'd use a D-pad, some you'd use yeah the, the analog stick. And so, like, really, what they were trying to do is make an Xbox-style joystick that, or a PlayStation-style one that had both a analog stick and a D-pad, and just went there instead is that- <laughs> instead of putting it yeah. anywhere yeah yeah I get it doesn't it. make a lot of sense because you have one thing to do with your thumb and a button for your index finger either way yeah either just have a shoulder button or the trigger button so you're really it's just do you prefer to use the analog stick or the d-pad yeah though, though that being said i'll also throw the switch in there i hate the switch controllers the like the ones that come with it it depends on how I'm using it. Like if if I'm like pulling them off and we're playing Mario Kart, like I don't mind playing with a little teeny controller for a little bit. Like that's fine. Um, the Switch controller attached to the Switch um, makes my hands hurt so bad. Um, I don't know. It's just not very ergonomic. No, I don't. I don't like it. That's I. And I think put on the other ones, and I've never. Do you have the hoary ones? Uh-huh. Yeah, and and that to me is exactly. And I think maybe it's like I don't know if it's just like. Like I'm old and my hands are kind of crappy or I type too much and I've got like kind of a little bit of carpal tunnel going on or, or what it is. But like I'm the same way, like holding a switch um, for any amount of time just makes my hands ache. Um, I If, you, if you're the same, I highly I think I think they're Hori H-O-R-I um, controllers for the switch are uh, a great They're it, It's like they took an Xbox controller and cut it in half. And you get, you know, one side on one side of the switch and one side of the other. The only thing they don't have is rumble, um, and they don't have a gyroscope in them. But it's really not the end of the world. Um, I think that you're right, though. Is that the downside with the switch controllers is that they're so they're so cool and advanced, and they have so many like built-in neat sensors. And like, do you remember that game where you could like try and see how many balls were in a box using just like the rumble and gyroscope? Yeah, it doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean. Like that was really cool to actually be able to do that with a controller, but at the same time, if I can't hold it, like what good does it do me? Um, and that's like I said, the exact same problem I have with the the PlayStation controllers is they're just not comfortable comfortable for me to hold uh, long term. Yeah. And the the original NES controller is just like sharp, like it's a box, mm-hmm. like it's not it's not good um, in any but way. I'll, I'll give them like kind of a pass. Oh yeah, it was, it was like nineteen eighty five. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Industrial engineering, I don't think, was really quite the same as it is now. No. Um, so what's the best? Mm, probably the Pro controller too. Yeah. Pro- Pro 2. Um, you know what's funny, though? So I, I was playing, uh, like, it doesn't bother me at all, but I was playing Cat's Quest with my wife, and I was actually using the new controller that came with my uh, Series X, um, which is probably the second best controller I've ever used. Like, th- they are 
they're really nice. They feel great. They've they've got a really nice like grip feel to them. They're they almost feel like they're made of metal, even though they're not. Um, I really like it. It is absolutely just like a slight evolution over the One X controllers. Um, but they're they're great. Um, and I love that they have a built-in display button. Like I love being able to capture a photo just by clicking a button. That's great. Um, but I was playing with that because it was just sitting there, and my wife sat down was going to play Cat Quest Two with me. So I gave her my Pro controller, and she's like, "Why is this?" controller so heavy like it is just it's awful to use because it's so heavy and i'm like well it's just controllers made good heavy's good it breaks you can always throw exactly i might have actually said that i'll be completely honest and uh so i i would say i guess that maybe that's the exception is if you don't want a really heavy controller and the pro controllers are very heavy um that is the one downside of them but besides that god they're gorgeous they feel terrific in your hands i i think they have a great weight to them so 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 here's a question. I have a four-year-old. Yes. I know that you at one point had a four-year-old. Yes. Um, other people have had four-year-olds and talk about them playing video games. Yes. How? Because, like, I was, my kid wanted to play SnowRunner, and the controllers are too big. Um. So when Carter was four, uh, he probably was playing on a 360, and the the 360 controllers are a little Slightly bit smaller. Different. Um. Yeah. I, I would say that's that's probably part of it. Um. Carter's also. I mean, I'm gonna guess, but I don't actually know. Uh, maybe was a like being a boy versus a girl. Maybe he was a little bit bigger than she is. Although that's yeah. that's just a supposition. So, but I mean, Carter beat his first game at three and a half, I think. So, yeah. and she can't like because you have to pull the right trigger to you know yeah go, and she can't pull the right trigger and also touch either of the sticks. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I would guess that there are third-party controllers that are probably smaller that might be better and for I actually, her. I actually looked into it. And I was, I was, I swear that back in the day, and it was, I think for the 360. Yeah, the S. You controller. could actually buy. Well, not it was. You could actually buy a third party that were they were made specifically for kids. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that would make sense. And I don't know why there aren't those kind yeah. of things that I could find. I mean, it was a cursory kind of yeah. Like, do they make those? But it seems like it would be a smart thing to do. Just make smaller controllers yeah that's an interesting idea yeah i don't know i mean i i don't i don't remember it being a problem but also like that was like eight or nine years ago so it's hard for me to say uh dylan do you have any opinion on controllers i know you like the pro controller too yeah same it's good it is good i highly i think they're expensive they're really dumbly expensive but but then you play a game for 170 hours and you, you love it and like i don't i don't use the back buttons as much as i thought i would I, I took those off immediately but you know what every controller should have that like hey i don't want to push down this right trigger as oh much. my god the trigger locks are amazing uh-huh. i love it um the the back the back buttons i do not use a ton but i i know two things about them that i i, know, I learned one thing about it the other day is that you can actually use if you want you can actually set those to be um capture so like if you don't have one of the new ones you can actually set one of those to take a photo which is kind of cool um and uh when i was playing um what i want to say when i was playing uh morta um what's the name of that game it's it's the rogue children children of morta um 
there was a character that was uh, like her entire attack was kind of twin stick shootery. So you'd be moving with one and shooting with the other. And so it was hard to use the buttons because you always had one finger on the other stick. So in that situation, those back buttons were awesome. So if you're playing like a twin stick shooter or a game where you are often on two sticks instead of the buttons, those back buttons are, are phenomenal. So that is what I use them for. Um, Princess Megan, um, this is maybe a, a problem for Colby because he has more of these than anyone else I've ever known um, personally. Um, and maybe is it like choosing your favorite kid, Cole? You only have no. one. So uh, the question is, is what Funko Pop is your very favorite? Do you have a favorite, Cole? Uh, I like my Bosque one a lot. That is a cool one. That is a cool one. I... So I just recently got you know the you know the meme the the this is fine dog meme. Um, I just recently got the the Funko Pop of that and I love it a lot. It's actually got like a little. You're f- welcome. Oh yeah, you told me about it. It's very cool. Um, it was one of those things that I pre-ordered when it came out, and then it just like showed up in the mail like four months later. I'm like, what's this? Um, I was very happy to get that one. Um, I like that one a lot. I just bought uh, you know Pirates of the Caribbean like the the redhead scene. Yeah. I just bought that one at a charity auction. I like that a lot. Um, I I love ordering stuff like you know eight months before it's released because it's like a little little surprise. Yeah, no, I agree. It's fun. I've got I've got a black series coming uh, June or July third. Oh wow! I'm gonna forget by then. Yeah, I ordered I ordered it in September. I think. I think it's the thing is I have such a terrible memory that like those things all like Brooke does that a lot like buy stuff off like Wish. Uh, and they ship from China, uh-huh. and so they take, like, three months to get here. So every once in a while, we'll just get, like, this weird package, like, with all Chinese writing on it. I'm like, what's this? She's like, I don't know. Um, D- did you buy the sausage board shorts? I did not buy the sausage board short. It's almost always jewelry that she buys um, or weird, like, little household things. So whatever. What's your favorite Funko Pop, Dylan? Um, Wrecking Ball from Overwatch. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. I have the uh, the Tiki Room. Uh, like the Disney on Tiki Room uh, pops as well. They're kind of fun. So I don't know. Like the majority of my pops are, I only have maybe 20 and they're almost all ones that like were special editions. Yeah. Special editions that I did not want to go to the event or place that they were actually from. And so I ended up buying them off eBay. That's how I work. Uh, All right. So I I don't know how you, let's see. This is fear 13, probably F three A R 13. I did think it was fart. Yeah, it three at first. It, yeah, I can see how you get there. Fear thirteen. Uh, so they say, "Hey guys, maybe you can help me out with a little debate I had with a friend. What is our opinion on who is to blame for the shortage of new consoles? Is it Sony and Microsoft? Is it scalpers or the people who pay crazy amounts for consoles?" Um, None of the above. Yeah, I don't think it's any of the above. I think it's probably coronavirus <laughs> yep. for the most it part. It is a, a microscopic little dude who likes to kill people, and we <laughs> call him COVID. <laughs> um, I mean, that being said, would it have been significantly different without COVID? Yes. Um, I mean, you could say yes, but at the same time, like the Switch release wasn't any better. Yeah. But it was way better than this. You think? I think so. Yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to remember. Um, I, I think that there is, I mean, if you really want to get into like kind of the nuts and bolts of it, it's probably mostly COVID because it had a huge impact on like the Chinese manufacturing. Um, and not just like supply lines. Yeah. Supply just lines were the, screwed I up. Mean, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Um, but on top of that, when you really think about it, like you as a company are releasing 
a new console. Um, there's a huge amount of R and D, like years worth of R and D, and you know stuff that goes into building one of those consoles. You finally get it finalized, and you're like, okay, start building them. How long? You know, and all that stuff costs money, like huge amounts of money. Manufacturing costs huge amounts of money. So, like if you really think about it, Microsoft has to put forth, like they, like or even Sony, Sony, Sony is going to make in the like between September and uh, the end of March, they're going to make 10 million PS5s, right? And we know that a PS5 costs almost as much to make as it does for you to buy one. So if you do like the back of the napkin math there, right? So uh, $500 times 10 million, one, two, three, 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 zero. That's half a billion dollars that Sony has to come out of pocket for um, to make those consoles. So, like, how long does Sony sit on... I think they have to come out of pocket for that. I mean, I would say that there is probably... They probably buy some of it on credit, but even if they buy it on credit, that still means that they're paying interest on it. That still means they're paying weird taxes on it. Um, but also, like, the thing I know when I, uh, like, work in automotive, like, every time you... <laughs> I did. I worked. Uh, I worked for Volkswagen. I didn't like build cars. That, that but I built makes their website. you sound so much more like manly than what you did, Cliff. <laughs> I built. Uh, you know, when uh, me and the boys would get around, we were working automotive. Uh, yeah, the local four thirty two repping. Uh, we would. Uh, right, I didn't put cars together, but I built websites for cars. Um, I worked in the automotive industry. <laughs> uh, me and industry. my uh, nerd friends would uh, sit around at our desk, looking at our computers. One of the things that they really are careful about is how many things they, how many cars they manufacture, um, because as soon as they exist as a product, um, if they're sitting in your warehouses and not on retailers' shelves, uh, you pay weird taxes on them um, because they essentially become a thing your company owns, and so you have to be really careful about. You know, how many you're making at one time, how many you're able to sell through, how quickly. And yes, could they have sold more if they had made more? Absolutely. Um, but could they, how long would they have had to wait? Like, is it worth doing it for six months versus a year and having people wait a little bit, but, you know, having to come a billion dollars out in manufacturing fees? Like, all of those things figure into it. So. I, I think there's also a weird question that they probably ask themselves of how many do we ship because we are in the middle of a pandemic yep. and um, I don't know, a lot of people don't just have a lot of spare income yeah, right 500 now. 500 bucks to blow on a console. You know, and so you may go like, well, maybe we don't ship as many of these out but i mean at the end of the day it all comes down to coronavirus yeah. like well and i mean like i think there are a lot of things that they weren't planning on like one thing i didn't put in the show notes this week because it it's i think kind of one of those business things that's only sort of interesting to some people is they have not sold a lot of consoles in japan japan yeah. they've sold like 250,000 consoles in japan which is a lot less than they normally sell so you know what if that had happened somewhere else what if you know you just never know how things are going to work so you hedge your bets but also i mean like the cynical side of me also says is there's no better advertising than having every single person in the world talking about how they want a PlayStation and can't get one. 
um, or want an Xbox and can't get one. And, you know, we've checked stock every day and we're talking about it. There's news articles being written about it. Um, where can you get a console? Like that is advertising that you cannot pay for. And I'm not, I don't know if I'm cynical enough to say they do that on purpose because I think they legitimately do want to get consoles out to people, but like they don't hate that. So I think if you take the virus plus just like manufacturing, Plus, like the buzz of not having them and put them all together. That's probably the answer. That's probably who who is to blame. Um, but even more so than that, like there's a big article this week that Phil Spencer himself literally was having meetings with AMD to say, "Can you guys physically build more processors and video cards for Xboxes? Because we want more of them." So it's not like it's not Xbox building these things. It's third yeah. parties that build them. And then Xbox puts them all together. Yeah. So, yeah. like I said, I, I think it all comes down to just there's a global supply chain yeah. and that global supply chain got kind of screwed this uh, year. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, follow up question was, do you think uh, it, it had been released too early if they postponed six months from now or a year, would we have the same problem in the future? I think you'd have less of a problem probably, but I don't think, like I said, I think you probably still are only going to build them for six months because there's just a massive amount of, of, cash flow tied up in building new systems and like Microsoft has the money for that Sony probably really doesn't um, like Sony's got money but they don't have trillion dollar Microsoft money so you know I also wonder you know in six months may not be any better. it may not be any different I mean the, it might the, be worse the only thing that will be different I think is is that six months ago China shut down manufacturing for weeks at a time. That probably won't happen six months from now because they've gotten a little bit better of a handle on it. But the United States could be worse. But you just never know. Like, I mean, the pandemic is very, very, very hard to predict. And, I mean, we've already seen one... oh it mutated. Yeah, one new version of the coronavirus. So, like, yeah. it. luckily, it looks like that version is going to be also handled by our existing vaccine. But that doesn't mean the next one will be. So, I don't know. All right, Elf's Wrath, Elfsa, Elf, Elfsa Wrath 52. I couldn't pronounce it last week either. I wanted it to be Elf's Wrath, but there's an A in there. So Elf's Wrath 52, Elf's Wrath, uh, wants to know Alexa or Google and why? Um, well, if I'm going to have a robot spying on me, it's going to be Alexa. And it's only because I have an Alexa and I didn't even know that Google had one of those things. Really? I don't even, I, my Alexa isn't even plugged in. It scares my kid. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't even say it because there is one in my room, but I have the Amazon robot. Um, and probably the reason I have the Amazon robot is because my kid. If I shout something, will it order it? No, because I'm wearing headphones. Um, my kid <laughs> desperately, desperately, desperately wanted one. Um, when they very first came out, like, so if you were an Amazon Prime subscriber, you could buy one of the OG ones, um, like, three months before they went retail. And for some reason, my kid really, 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 really wanted one for Christmas that year. And we couldn't actually get it for him for Christmas. But then we got a really good deal on one right after Christmas. Um, they Because the, the original ones, the tall ones, were 200 bucks. But if you were a Prime member and bought it during like this preview period, you get one for 100 And so we bought that one uh, because my kid wanted it. And we were at the time like, what are we going to do with this stupid thing? And then it got here and we were like, oh, there's a ton of things you can do with this stupid thing they're really cool and now i have six of them um 
And so, like, once you buy one, you just kind of stay in the same ecosystem, I think, is the reason. And the, the Google ones didn't exist at that point in time. But, yeah, no, I have I have two shows and then two of the tall ones and then two minis, I think. So The only reason I have one is because I saw it. It's like, hey, uh, they're on sale for $35, and we got a payment plan. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I paid for six months on a $35 Alexa. Good deal. That I never use. Yeah, I, I we use ours constantly. Um, I, I really, really like them. Um, and the two shows are really cool, too. I really like having the ones with the screens. So I've got one of the big ones with the screen and one of the small ones with the screen. And I really enjoy both of them. So I, I don't know. Like, I'm probably going to murder someone at some point in time, and it's going to be the thing that, like, tells the FBI about me. But whatever. It'll be fine. Uh, Dylan, do you have a preference? Uh, you've got an Alexa, too, right? Yeah. Shoot, she, I, she heard me. Honestly, when I watch people use Google, it doesn't work as well. Interesting. And it might just be, I mean, it's not a true side-by-side test, but, I mean, you get frustrated with Alexa occasionally. Quite a bit, yeah. I definitely, I see, I see less interactions with Google and more frustrations. Yeah. So, I guess, like... I've I've never actually even seen one in real life. The only one I've ever interacted with is my kid bought one, um, like, as part of it. It was actually kind of a cool deal. Um, so, you can, you could buy this, like, Raspberry Pi kit that had one of the, like, super low-end Raspberry Pis and then build a box around it and, like, plug a button into it. And then if it was plugged into a computer... No, we actually figured out how to get it to work without that, I think. But uh, it was, like, all, like, run via all this sort of weird open source software. So you could actually, like, build your own Google Home. Um, and it only the only downside was that it didn't have a microphone. So you actually had to, like, push the button to get it to listen to you, which was a little weird. But it seemed to work okay, I guess. But, I mean, like I said, once you're in the ecosystem of one of them, having more than one, uh, yeah, having different ones seems kind of weird. So... Um, have either of you ever tried the Apple one? No. Yeah, they're outlandishly expensive. They're like three hundred bucks. No Apple had yeah. one. They're, that's because I think they make up like point zero one percent of them sold because they're like three hundred dollars, which is very Apple. But whatever. All right. Uh, let's talk about some cheap and free games uh, coming to Game Pass. Uh, like the first two weeks of this month. So some of these games are actually going to come out tomorrow. Hey. Um, yes, Colby? Oh, never mind. I thought, I'm like, you know, you missed one of the questions, but then it's the... Yeah, controller questions. Um, I do like how she spelled favorite, though, with a U. It made me feel very British. Um, cheap free games. Game Pass. Colby, stop. Uh, coming out to... What? It's fine. Coming out tomorrow, January 7th, uh, you're going to be able to get eFootball PES 2021 season update. Um, have you ever played any of the Pro Evolution soccer games? Um, no. I've played one of them, and I do not like it even remotely close to as much as I like FIFA. I want the soccer game that I had on the Saturn. That game was awesome. That was uh, Worldwide Soccer or something? Yeah. That game was yeah. great. Um, I actually Was it? I mean, no, but it was fun. Um, I actually played some FIFA 21 the other day to get uh, some sort of Game Pass rewards thing. Um, it was it was actually quite a bit of fun. Um, 2021 is is better than even 2020, so it looks great on the the X2. Um, I'm very excited for when it comes to Game Pass because I'm sure not buying it, but it was all right. Uh, Injustice 2 uh, for the Android console and PC. So uh, 
Pro Evolution Soccer is coming to Android and console, so you can play that streamed. Uh, Injustice 2 is coming to Android, console, and PC January 7th. That uh, features friend of the show, Tasia. Do you remember what Tasia's last name is, Dylan? Valenza. Ooh, Tasia Valenza. She uh, voices uh, Poison Ivy in that game, I believe. Uh, Adam did a interview with her years ago on this podcast. You want to look that up. Uh, it's actually, I think, one of the top... Uh, watched videos on our YouTube channel too, oddly enough. So Tasia's very nice. Dylan and I, when we recorded in the office with Adam, uh, used to have to break all the time so they could do radio stuff in the background. She's 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 a cool person. Uh, the Little Acre is coming to Android and console January 7th as well. This is actually the first one that I thought was going to be kind of my jam. It's like a little cartoony action adventure game. It takes place in 1950s Ireland and follows the story of Aiden and his daughter Lily. It looks uh, quite fun, kind of puzzly. Looks good. Uh, Neoverse is coming to the PC on January 14th. It is apparently a strategic action rogue light deck building game that will test the player's skill, which sounds like a game that I would hate, but that's okay. Uh, January 14th as well, the one that I was actually also excited about is Torchlight 3, which is the uh, third sequel in that line of games. Um, most I was excited about it because I've heard it's kind of mediocre, but I really like the Torchlight games, so I'm glad I didn't have to buy it. I've almost paid 30 bucks for that game innumerable times since it launched into early access and uh, I'm glad I waited. So Torchlight 3 coming out January 14th. Um, what Remains of Edith Finch is coming to the PC January 14th. That is probably in my top 10 favorite games of all time. Um, it's actually set on Orca's Island, um, which is in uh, probably two hours north of me, um, in like north of Seattle and Washington. Um, it's like about a girl kind of going back and visiting her childhood home and, and going through a lot of uh, memories there. It's really, really, really good. Um, there's a scene that takes place in like a fish cannery that is probably one of the, my favorite sequences in a game I've ever played. Um, oddly enough, we also interviewed the creative director of that game. His name was Austin something. I don't remember what, but if you want to look at that, we also have an interview with him. It was... Uh, terrific game though coming to pc i highly recommend that i don't know if that's also already on the console it might be that happens some of the time but either way play that uh finally yik a postmodern rpg is coming january 14th it is a surreal jrpg style game set in 1999 that has college graduate alex witnessing a woman vanish from an elevator he soon rounds up a band of is, misfits from the internet to investigate her disappearance employing vinyl lps cameras and other oddities in battles that blend twitch-based minigames with turn-based thing. combat so that could be interesting i guess i probably won't play a pc jrpg but maybe we'll see uh, coming to the Epic Game Store, like, first of all, man, if you missed all the free games they gave away over, uh, the holidays, like, you missed out on some very, very good games, and I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do now, though. Um, next week, uh, starting actually tomorrow, you'll be able to get Crying Suns, it's a tactical roguelite that puts you in the role of a space fleet commander as you explore a mysterious fallen empire, it looks like, actually, like, uh, what do they call those, Forex games, like the kind of hex-based strategy games, but it's also a roguelike, again, a game that I will never play. Uh, coming to PlayStation Now, their streaming subscription service, uh, that I think is supposed to compete with Game Pass and does not do so very well. Uh, you can get The Crew 2, which is a racing game, uh, Surviving Mars, which is a, I believe, a strategy uh, like simulation game set on Mars, and Frostpunk, the console edition. Frostpunk it actually sounds really cool, and if I was more into strategy games, this one's actually uh, based around the idea of that you are in a town that... Uh, 
is very, very cold. Um, like it takes place, I think, in like a future where there's like some sort of freezing event. And the entire game is actually based around heat management, keeping yourself alive by keeping the town you live in warm. It sounds really cool is if you're it, into strategy. I am not. Is it still in Game Pass? Uh, you know, I don't know. It, I, it, maybe? I don't know. I, I know I downloaded it at one point and played it for like 10 minutes. I think but... the problem with Game Pass these days is like Game Pass literally has... I don't even know. There's 400 games on Game Pass. Like, remembering it is still on Game Pass for PC. Um, so not the Xbox version. Um, there's so many games on Game Pass now, I almost can't keep track of what it is anymore. Um, like, I, it's it's weird because it seems like every month you get a bunch and then some go off. But the number that go off is always less than the number that stay on. Yeah. Um, last time I looked, I think... Like, the Xbox version of Game Pass has 350, 400 games in it. Um, and there's so many good ones. It's almost impossible to keep track anymore what's there. So, what I'm saying is pay 15 bucks a month for it. Colby, as an Xbox ambassador, also backs me up. Uh, I think that's all for this week. Do you guys have anything else you want to chat about? Nah. Do you want to tell me about magnet fishing, Cole? What magnet fishing? What did you catch? Rock. And? A nail. Two nails? Two nails, but I only kept one of the nails. That's okay. Have you caught a safe yet? No. He threw it back. <laughs> he did. One of them was too small. It was below the limit, Dylan. I, I threw it back because I was trying to catch it again because my kid was with me. So Didn't work. Did you catch the same nail did you, twice? Did, did you did you litter? I don't know. So That's kind of a gray area. I guess if you're not from... You picked it up and put it back. I guess if you're not familiar with magnet fishing, um, essentially you get a big... It's in the name. Yeah, it would kind of... Um, you get a giant. No, yeah, well, but no, Literally. no. See, but like, so when I first said magnet fishing, have we talked about magnet fishing on this podcast already? Probably. Yeah, I, I don't remember who I said it to, but they're like fishing for magnets. I'm like, no, 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 fishing with magnets. So like, it's in the name, but it also is potentially confusing. Um, only for stupid. Only for stupid. Where would you fish for magnets? Because well, you want more magnets, Cole. Magnets are yeah, miracles. But- yeah, but where are you going to fish for magnets? I don't know, magnetic lakes. Magnet lake. So I guess the question is, Cole, is the yeah. is the rock you pulled up magnetic? Uh, no. It's just full of metal. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> you attach a big magnet to a rope and you throw it in water and see what comes up. And if you're Colby, oh, yeah, you, do. you get a rock and a nail. Um, if you're, what was his name, Bondi the Magnet Fish Hunter or something? Bondi Treasure Hunter. Bondi Treasure Hunter. You find 45 safes in a river in the Netherlands. Um. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting forty-three. Oh, sorry, I did not mean to hyperbolate the number of safes <laughs> he found in a river. Um, I have watched a lot of that YouTube channel for the last. Yeah, like, it's good stuff. Week and a half. So, if you've never seen magnet fishing, like go on YouTube or go on TikTok and watch people do it because it's it's kind of entertaining. No, there's a lot of really annoying people who do absolutely it, so maybe there don't are. do that. I don't know. Just go watch Bondi Treasure Hunter. Yeah, He's pretty entertaining. It's interesting stuff. But I think that, like, Dylan raises a real good question that I also had. Like, because I've seen people, like, bring bikes up out of a river. Like, they're not nice bikes. They're not a bike you'd want to keep. So if you throw it back, does that, like, or do you just, like, leave yeah. it? Do you put it in a garbage can? Like, what do you do with a bike? You probably put it in a garbage yeah. can. But, you know, people... You can't just throw it back. You've, you've, it's like picking up trash and then putting it back on the ground. <laughs> Colby did that, like, Dylan. Like, that's worse than just walking by. <laughs> it's it's a weird, I don't know, my kid really wants to try it too, so maybe I'll I'll try magnet fishing. But the, the cost to, you know, the barrier to bucks. entry 
is not a lot, yeah, Cliff. So. Like, just buy him a damn magnet. Yeah, I think we'll probably do it. And then prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> um, so the, the question that Colby had, Dylan, is should... Colby already has a wife, so he doesn't need to impress anyone anymore, which I thought was the oh. correct way to phrase this. I also weighed 265 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Didn't when we met, yeah. so, you know, so who am I trying to impress? Exactly. So the question is, is should Colby buy a metal detector? Like, is it time to... Yes. Yeah. Have you ever been metal detecting? Dylan? I don't care who you are. Like, yes, you should. Absolutely. Have you ever done um, it? No, but I've definitely panned for gold. Ooh, also a, also a good hobby. I, I watched a video on mudlarking. What? That was pretty interesting. Um, so it's something that started in like the 1800s, and it was when the Thames would like recede. Um, like kids would go out and like pick up all the trash because people would just drop drop trash in the Thames. Yeah. And so, like, the kids would go out there and get, like, the valuables. Interesting. And then, like, resell it. Um, and people still do it to this day because there's apparently a bunch of interesting stuff you can still find. Interesting. Um, like, interesting old stuff? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And just kind of interesting stuff in general. Um, I don't know if it works other places because, you know, I don't live on the Thames. Um, I've, been on, I've been on the Thames. You could have gone mudlarking, and you didn't. didn't. Shoot. I went to the, like, Shrek thing instead. (laughs) Should have gone mudlarking. mudlarking. The Shrek thing was pretty good, um, and it was attached to an aquarium that I went to, which was also pretty good. So I did. Did somebody once tell you the world was going to roll They did, and then I went to a McDonald's in England. It was kind of a why. Because it was right there, and we were really hungry. Um like so many of your stories, stories I went. To, I ate some really good food when I was in England too, though. So you know, whatever. I think we just got like fries and a coke. Like it was just it bangers was and mash. More, I did not did, eat bangers and mash. Yeah, no, Cliff, you didn't get. Chi- you got chips, chips and a coke, and a, beans and, and toast. That is correct. That is correct. You got to make uh, like a fish sandwich, and you're like, it's proper fish and chips. <laughs> um. So the the answer is yes. So one thing I will tell call is Diamond Rental out there. You can rent a uh, a metal detector if you just want to try it out and see if it's something you'd enjoy. So no, no, I go full. I go. All I mean, they're in. expensive. Is the only reason I'm saying that. Eh, I mean, it depends. Like you can get them for like. But $90. the return you're gonna. I don't get think you want a cheap metal detector, is... man. Apparently, like ninety dollars, like the one that I was looking at, it's got pretty decent, you know, kind of things. Like, I'm not gonna buy the thousand dollar one, but like maybe a nice two hundred dollar metal. You're gonna find so many awesome bottle caps. I'm so happy for you. I know, well, Cliff. I've been finding. I literally like took a picture of the rock I found. It's all uphill. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, you know how many bottle caps I've gotten magnet fishing? Well, it's because they're made of aluminum. I don't think they're magnetic. Yeah, they are. Are they? In the Fallout universe, those are very valuable. You can make a bunch of money in Fallout. Yeah. I checked because I, I have one in my fridge and I stuck a magnet to it and it sticks. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, the more you know, I guess. Anyway, uh, that's the... Uh, the the n- magnet fishing, fishing cast. The portion. nerdier part of our podcast. Like... Oh uh, no! At least they go outside. That is literally that's why we were thinking about going <laughs> magnet fishing. I'm like, it would get me out of the damn house. All right, uh, this is Bite Me Podcast. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this last five minutes because I certainly did. Uh, you can find us at bitemepodcast.com. We got a brand new website. It looks pretty okay. Um, still working on it. Big thanks to Rich for continuing to post our podcast episodes because I am too lazy too busy there's some reason that i forget to do it but he does it for me and he's magic and i appreciate that uh you can find us on social media at facebook.com 
Twitter.com. I almost forgot the name of Twitter there for a second. Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can support our podcast at Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can join our Discord by going to BiteMePodcast.com slash Discord. There are tons of fun, entertaining folk on there. <sighs> Dylan? <sighs> So we can record. I like that between Big Pickle and Million of Peaches, you guys have like like a theme going today. Yeah. Your beard is extremely bushy today, Dylan. Like it's yeah. just like poof. Yeah, probably because I need to shower. That's what I do after this. Nah, showering. It's who cares anymore, yeah. Dylan? I gotta go record that other podcast. Oh, uh, well, then you should probably shower a little bit. Actually, leave the house. Oh, that sounds stupid. I don't think leaving the house is a good idea. I'm going to get Cafe Rio tonight. I'm very excited. I almost got that the other week, but we chose Jersey Mike's. I like Jersey Mike's, too. It's pretty good. It's right next to Cafe Rio and it's awesome. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I went to that Target the other day and got stopped. At, have you ever been to Nothing Bunt Cake? Nope. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's a store that only sells bunt cakes, um, <laughs> and they're very good. <laughs> you look like that crazy guy on the internet that doesn't have any teeth now. Like <laughs> he's like a meme. <laughs> Do you have teeth still, Dylan? I'm a meme. Is good. What'd you eat for dinner, Cole? Bumblebee. I don't know what that is. I mean, unless place. you actually ate insect. bumblebees. It's a Korean place. Hmm. Is it good? Did you have bimbimbap? I had chicken tenders. I don't even know what bimbimbap is. That sounds like a really lackluster way to have Korean food. <laughs> they're actually really Unless it's good. Korean fried chicken, I guess. No, they're really good. I don't know. It's like a Korean fusion. It's like American Korean kind of stuff. But so Korean got, fried chicken is very good. It is, yeah. They've got like bulgogi and stuff like that that I sometimes get. But like today, like their bulgogi, their chicken tender sounded really good. I made bulgogi spam the other night. It was great. I've never had Korean food. I don't think. Well, I've never had like Korean barbecue. I guess because it's mostly meat. Yeah, you know, you know how it goes. It's, it's so it goes. Oh, all right. I think that's what Slaughterhouse Five is about. Bim bim bop. Korean barbecue. <laughs> Could I mean? There's probably some way to make that that connection. Like maybe not Koreans, but I think plenty of people got barbecued in Slaughterhouse Five. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So I'm part of the Xbox Ambassadors program. Are you? But I have no idea. Like, like one time I got How like How did a, you sign up for that? So one time on my dashboard, I got a thing that was like, hey, you want to be an ambassador? And I'm like, yes. And I clicked on it and it sent me to like a like whoopsie doodle page. And so like I like tracked down a thing to join. 
And I joined and they're like, are you sure? There's all these things you need to do. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I have never heard or seen anything since. Yeah. It was like four months ago. And I just got an email today that's like, hey, good job on being an ambassador. Here's to 2021. I'm like, okay. What is it? What are you supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know. I think I might be too. All right. Now I need to see up what this bullshit is. But I don't. Xbox ambassadors. You you get like you're a good like person. You help people and stuff. I mean, I think that's the role of this entire podcast, right? I mean, I talk a lot about Game Pass. Does that? Count? I do. Yeah. No, that's just being a Game Pass booster. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's owning an Xbox and Game Pass. At the that's same just time. being a useful idiot to Microsoft, Cliff. <laughs> like, hey, we don't have to pay these guys. Huh? Cool. Normally, I'm kind of anti-corporation, but in this case, I'll make an exception. They're making it very hard. <laughs> yeah. Right? I block every promoted tweet except that brother, brother one. <laughs> I love that. The Let's... brother, brothers. I don't know. My computer's all gee today. Like, I can't sign into Xbox, so I guess I can't That's be an Xbox ambassador. Christmas tree. Get out of the Christmas tree! All right. Let's see. That's that is a Bellingcat article, not show notes. Those you are should just read it. <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think Robert Evans would be okay with that? I'm sure he'd be fine with. He seems like a pretty nice guy. All right. All right. Podcast. All right. All right. I should probably open the notes. All right. I actually need to do a little bit of math. Let's Did see. you send them to me again so I don't have to find them? Yeah. No. I mean, they're probably like, I probably just have to scroll like three things up, but let's see if I can do that before you send them. But that's hard. Yep, they're right here. Okay, I got it. Oh. Wasted your time. Is my question in there? I don't think God it is. damn it, Cliff, you suck. What was your question? Should I start There's metal detecting? Yes. D didn't have anything to do with games. Is there supposed to be a page break right here? Yeah. No, Cliff dislikes white space. Where? Oh. I fixed <laughs> Wait. it. Wait. I fixed yeah. it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think. <clears throat> there we go. 